is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of The Eavesdrop. I am so excited about this conversation. I had an awesome conversation with my high school best friend, Nadine Irvin. She is a talented stylist and professional fashion consultant. I chose to do an episode about fashion because I believe that it really fits right in with the conversation about our mental health and wellness. And I know there are some listeners that might think, okay, well, how does fashion really play into our health? So let me explain. I believe that nothing else is closer to us or touch our bodies more than what we are wearing on a daily basis. I mean, from the moment we are born, we are bathed, we're dried, and then clothes are slapped right on us. Before we can even become comfortable being naked outside of the womb, we are covered from head to toe in clothing. So then most of us really develop this complex relationship with clothes. I know I probably sound like I'm being a little too deep, (laughs) but I think that there is truly a relationship um, that we all have with fashion. And what we wear on a daily basis is also a powerful nonverbal projection of who we are and how we feel. And because fashion has such an influence on so many women and men for that matter it can have both a positive and negative impact on our wellness you know of course having nice clothes can make us feel new it can make us feel better sexier and more sophisticated but then on the flip side it can do the complete opposite by making someone feel off or unattractive if they cannot keep up with the latest trends or if they are not comfortable with what they are wearing. And then we also see that some individuals may go to disastrous lengths to look a certain way. And what I mean by this is that there are so many trends out there that may compromise someone's physical health. Like for example, The 10-inch, 12-inch heels that some women wear, those can really affect posture. It can affect our feet. There are girdles out there that women might wear or waist trainers that may be worn to look a certain way that actually have a, a dangerous impact on our bodies as well too. So these are just some reasons why I believe that fashion really plays into wellness. 
And I could really go on and on about how fashion trends can be dangerous, but I am ready to have this conversation about fashion and wellness with the expert. So you all, I introduced to you Nadine Irvin, who was and still is one of my closest friends. In high school, we were inseparable. And of course, life tends to get in the way of our relationships. Both of us chose separate paths to success and time just really got in the way. But once we reconnected, it was like we never, ever skipped a beat. She has so much positive energy and positive vibes to share. And I know you all will definitely enjoy this conversation. She is very knowledgeable about fashion and she has a way to really make fashion seem very fun and authentic and i know you all will definitely enjoy her so without further ado here is the conversation y'all hi nadine how are you i'm good how are you shalana thank you for having me Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited for our conversation this evening. Number one, because we're going to be talking about fashion. And number two, because I'm having a conversation about fashion with one of my closest friends from high school. And I am so thankful that you are here just to have a conversation because we know that fashion is something that uplifts women like when we dress good when we go shopping sometimes it can uplift our spirits and make us feel good so it is definitely a a part of our mental health and definitely physical health so i do think the conversation is necessary and i'm just super excited to have you here today but before we get into that can you give a little bit of information about nadine okay So my name is Nadine Irvin. I am a fashion stylist. I actually was born and raised in Brooklyn, um, New York, then moved to Florida. And that's when I was able to be blessed to meet the lovely Shalana. I attended um, (laughs) end of my eighth grade all through college in Florida. Then I moved back to New York to pursue my career. So for me, my career has been one that's been really a true testament of, you know, never giving up. So I honestly, from the chop, from the memory, from the closest thing of me and fashion, I remember I always used to love to dress up. And one of the fondest memories was I was a big TLC fan, me and my cousins. And I remember the first photo shoot, we wanted to be like TLC. And I think at that time, Crazy Sexy Cool came out and we went dress up in my mom's closet and we went play dress up, put on makeup and took pictures in the um, living room area. So for me, that was like one of the fondest memories of me and connecting with fashion. And then as I got older, I just was always the go-to person for friends and family for like, hey, how do you think this look? Or can you help me put this look together for this event? So fashion always have been with me. I think fashion chose me versus I chose fashion. I really believe it was always something, I guess most people would say it was a hobby for me. And then when my sister, my younger baby sister decided, Catherine, she decided to go into modeling. 
So my mom and I was very supportive because we felt that was a good outlet for her for boosting her confidence. And then after that, modeling turned into pageantry, which was a new world for me in itself. And, you know, with the way my mother worked, my mom was like, the only way she can do this is you managed her. So I became her sister That was my little tag name for her. And through those experiences, I was her sister getting her ready for shows, getting her ready for appearances, and, you know, working her through the glitz system. And then she turned over to the USA system. It was just a growing experience for both her and myself. And when we got into the USA system, that's when things got really, really serious in the sense of, like, her comp- comp- competing and she made it actually to states which she competed in Team USA. I can't remember the actual year because it was a few years ago and with that experience it led me into kind of getting involved in styling for like photo shoots because she needed sh- shots for her book that they put in you know at the big show they have like ads and you have to put in your picture for the ads and stuff and so that's kind of like one of my memories that I can really say like I kind of saw it coming and my really best friend at the time really really good friend at the time was always telling me why you don't make that a profession and I was just like make what a profession you know and she's like why don't you make fashion your profession and you gotta understand Sharana could attest to this you know our area that we grew up in is not a big market for you know creatives Mm-hmm. So even though coming from New York, you know, where I lived, I couldn't really, I couldn't envision it. And I was very involved with my Black Student Union in my college. At that time, it was called AFTA, the African American Student Association. So anything that was deal with like creative realm, I always would be involved. And they would have the annual pageant. So I was heavily involved with that from like decor, creative, the fashion sense with the contestants, assisting anyone who may need assistance with anything. So I always dibbled and dabbled, but I looked at it as a hobby. And then one day, a good friend of mine, Chrissy at the time, reached out and was like, hey, my friend who's a photographer is having this workshop where photographers can shoot. Can you get models? And I was like, well, I don't know models, but I do know some girls from my college at the time. I think they have great potential. They can model for you for your event said if you need me to I was style she was like that'd be perfect and after that experience the photographer there was like oh my gosh I didn't know we had a stylist in this area and I was like I'm not in my head I'm like in the back of my head I'm like I'm not a stylist you know I'm just doing a favor for a friend and uh, my best friend Kendra was there she's like I told you I told you and then from there and that was 2011 um I took my hobby and and it became a career yes yeah so that's um that's pretty much there for the beginning part and then you know later on you want to discuss like what experiences I've had so far in the industry I don't mind sharing that as well but Mm. that's my experience so far and like how it all started (laughs) and um if I can recall back in high school you were always very fashionable I don't think it, it started when you went off to college for fashion or when you started styling your sister, I think you always had the look. I remember looking at you and like, oh my God, who is this girl <laughs> walking down the hallway? You were always so um, trendy 
and your fashion was unique in a very um, positive way. You knew how to match a belt with this, shoes with this. And I remember for our grad night, I'll never forget this. We went to Ross together to find something to wear for grad night. And I'm sitting here trying to, to match my shirt with my jeans. And then I look over at you. You had all this stuff in your basket. And I'm like, Nadine, you're going you gonna to wear all of this at grad night? <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm going to try it on. I'm going to see what fits, see what match. And I'm like, I need to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think. Oh, my gosh. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. And what? What an experience. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Those are some fun times. You know what? I can honestly say, yes, fashion has always been something that's been instilled in, and it's, you know, instilled in me. And I think, honestly, it comes from like seeing my mom and my aunt and my, even my grandma, when they go out, they, they, they dressed to impress. Like they stepped out. My grandma always told me, no matter where you are in life, you never look like your situation you dress the part and you know so i mean you know we, we definitely didn't come from riches but we you know we always knew to carry and conduct ourselves in a certain manner and dressing a certain way and let's be very real visually the first thing a person sees is what you wear before you even open your mouth that they, they're, they're gonna scan you from head to toe and some people might think take that as an offense but it's not that it's naturally we are visual people um i'm a visual learner as myself and I just think we just naturally just observe, you know? So with that being said, um, you're 100% right. You know, fashion has, like I said, fashion chose me. And I, it's been something that's been ingrained with me. But I guess throughout the years, throughout the experience um, that I have had throughout this time and being in the industry, it just has been developing my craft and my skill set. And I'm very thankful for that. You just said something profound that I don't think a lot of people might understand is that you know visually when we step into a room the first thing people see is what we're wearing and sometimes that can get in the way of us really expressing ourselves through what we wear because we try to hold back because we think we're going to be judged by whomever is in the room so how can we express our authentic true selves through what we are wearing okay so there's a difference with fashion and with style. I think people need to understand that. I think sometimes people get it twisted in the sense of like, it's one and the same. Yes, it's similar, but it has its differences. Fashion is fashion. Fashion is, you know, um, for me, when I think about fashion, fashion is what the designer um, or the brand is introducing to the world. Style is who you are and what you make it. And not everybody's style is the same. That's why for me, when I see a garment or an accessory, for me, it's a piece of art because it's what the designer has envisioned and now it's come to life, you know? Um, style is who you are and how you exude it from the inside out. I think personal style is the honest representation of yourself. For example, a person who is at leisure they love athleisure. They love being comfort. But I think you could do comfy and be chic all at the same time. So if you have to work at your nine to five and you have to wear suits, I think you could do it in a way to still represent who you are as your personal style. Instead of wearing dress shoes and your job allow it, put on a pair of sneakers with your suit. Still make it yourself. Still make it your own. I think you need to still be true to yourself even in the environment you're in. For example, if you're a nurse and, or a doctor, 
and you can't wear certain things on the job just because, you know, maybe of requirements or restrictions. But if you can add like a pop of color, if color is your thing in your, in your hat, if you have to wear a hat, you know, or in your coat, your doctor's coat or nurse's coat, or if you could wear it in your scrubs, like if you love prints and you could, you're allowed to wear prints, express that in, in your dress. I feel like anything you do anywhere, any career or field you're in, I think you could always still be your authentic self. You just have to find ways depending on if you're, if you have an open policy, you can dress as you want. I say have fun with it. But if you have restrictions, find ways within your restrictions to still be who you yourself. I think people sometimes get so lost of like what their style is because nine out of 10 times you're in your nine to five or you're in your work clothes majority of the time. So then you become, you know, I feel like complacent to like you have to always wear that and then you could get lost. But I feel like if you find little ways to add that personal style to it, you'll always be remembered to yourself. Exactly. And you said something that really stuck out to me. You said fashion is what's in the world and style is what you make it. So when we think about fashion trends, what are they? Like what are fashion trends and is it really necessary to follow them? And if we choose not to keep up with the trends, how can we still be fashion forward and not look outdated? Okay, so for me, look, I am so old school in the same. I respect the industries that I learn from, but I also respect the new changes that come with it because change is the one thing that's always going to happen, right? So traditionally, trends come from the runways and magazines. But now today, I've seen such a shift in social media. Now it's the... Social media is where people are getting their trends from. The youth culture, influencers, streetwear, celebrities, they're now setting the trends we now see. That's today. So I feel like it's a balance. I feel like you still have to give respect from what tradition is, but still, still embrace what's new. You know, especially with what we just went through with COVID and everything, the digital world became such a big part of everything we've done, especially since the pandemic started in 2020, even up to now today. I mean, right now, the industry, you know, that I love so much, it's gone through such a big shift and change, but I'm so excited that they're coming back stronger than ever done before to show that, hey, you know, we're here to stay and fashion has a place in this world. And regardless of what may have happened, they found ways to overcome the challenges that that a lot of designers showrooms and fashion houses and magazines like you know every industry every person got affected some way somehow but with that the digital platform opened up such a gateway for them to stay alive and present now so definitely would say that now today it's both traditional and non-traditional where you're getting the trends but with social media the way it is it, that is honestly where you're going to see a lot of the trends coming from for me i think no i don't think you have to follow every trend i believe that you take what trend speaks to you and your personal style and then you incorporate it into your wardrobe i don't think if there's 200 <laughs> new trends for 2020 one into 2022, you have to get all 200 trends. I really feel you need to just take what resonates with you and then work it in and build it into your wardrobe. 
Yeah. So that's what I feel yeah. about that. I definitely agree because I'm not one to really try to keep up with the trends. I remember in high school, I used to try to keep uh-huh. up with the trends. That was very important to me. Okay, this is the latest fashion trend and I need to go to the mall and get that. But now I'm like all for style and comfort and dressing, you know, how I feel comfortable because I see overalls are making a comeback. Shalana is never getting some overalls <laughs> ever. I used to wear those back in high school. Never again. Uh, I, I can attest. I, I don't know if I will personally end up back in overalls, but would I, would I dismiss it for a photo shoot? No, I would definitely say that's something that I would definitely probably use in a shoot depending on the mood board or the theme, but no, for I can definitely agree. I don't think I will be putting myself in overalls either. So yeah, I could know to that. <laughs> no hate, no hate on the overalls. We love denim. <laughs> yeah, no and, hate uh, on you all who love overalls, but yeah, not just, at all. So eighties, <laughs> and <laughs> we're not going that way. <laughs> all right, so um, now to a topic that. I love. What are uh-huh. some fashion do's and don'ts? Okay, so when I got that question from you, I was just like, what should I really share? You know, I didn't know if I should share certain staple pieces or certain ideas of what a do's and don'ts. And then I went with the actual ideas of it. Because I can run down and say, here, this is a list of, list of do's and don'ts in your closet. But I really feel like that's really not what you know, the everyday person really needs right now. I think they need to understand what are just the basic do's and don'ts so they can just feel good and, you know, in what they have right now or what they're about to purchase or get for themselves. So I'm going to start with the do's. For me, out of anything, fit is over everything. The fit of the garment is so key and needed. I think people underestimate what a proper fitted garment would do to your body shape. And I mean all body shapes, not just plus, not just skinny, not just pure, not just, I, I mean, it's not just apple. I feel every shape of body, getting the proper fit of garment is key. Number two, emphasize your best features. I feel like we all know what we love and we don't love. So we find ways to emphasize the things we do love because I feel like if, if you emphasize on the things you do love, then you're going to wear your garment better. You're going to hold your head up high. You're going to dress the part. Another thing for me is create balance in your looks. I feel like if you're going to do a look, create a full balance. Create a full look from head to toe. Don't misstep anything. I feel like once you do that, you'll just feel like red carpet celebrity at all times either if you're not walking the red carpet or if you are walking the red carpet um the next do for me is accessories are key to Mm -hmm. any look i think people sleep on accessories and i think those are like the top the do nots for me are don't go overboard in trends i feel like if you buy a wardrobe or you decide to get every season all trends you're going to lose yourself because not every trend would resonate with you and who you are as an individual. So don't go overboard on trends. Be precise on what trends you love and then go with it. Unflattering fashion. Please do not dress in something that does not work for your shape. Mm -hmm. And then 
do not ditch all black. I think a lot of people think, oh, all black is so cliche or all black is so blah, but black is actually one of the most beautiful colors you can wear. I think it's flattering on everybody's shape. And I think it's a, a color, it's a neutral that everyone could wear, you know, men and females. So don't ditch all black. I feel just find new ways of wearing all black. Yeah, and, you can really accessorize it. Yes. Yeah. And do not show too much skin. And when I mean that, I mean, there are some people that are comfortable in their skin and they feel comfortable enough to show it all out. And I support if that's who you are. I think confidence is one of the best key things as well, just in personal style, period. But I feel like you need to find what are your limits? How much skin are you willing to show? Because I feel like if you try to do something just because it may be a trend, and it's not who you are, you're not going to feel confident in that outfit. Then it's just going to be a waste of a look because you're not feeling that look because it's so far out of your wheelhouse. So mm -hmm. I feel like those right. are key do's and don'ts that people and women should take into consideration. Next time when we speak, I can get into a list of do's and don'ts of what you should have in your closet. But I felt like just talking on these key things would just give, give up more of a personal touch to just the inner person versus just what may hang in your closet. And I feel like we have to remember that we have to make sure our inner person connects with our outer appearance. I definitely agree with that. And you mentioned accenting our best features. Can you give us an example of how a person would accent one of their best features? Okay. So for example, if you love your collarbone, if you love your neckline, then don't cover it up so much. You know, there's so much different necklines out there that you can wear where you don't have to cover up. Some people might, you know, be concept conscious. They love their neckline, but they may be top heavy. So they don't want to wear certain tops. I would say then look for different type of necklines. Like instead of just V-neck, you could do round. You could do one shoulder. There's so much different options to show off your neck if you love your neck as an option. For example, if you love your legs, depending on your comfortability, you know, the magic rule, not three inches above the knee, you know how they say that, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so if you want to, you know, show off your leg three inches, but if you feel three inches is just too short for you, then they get something that either hits right above your knee or hit right under the knee, but still then make sure it, it, it fits, the fit is there. So then after that, it extends you, you know, depending on what type of shoe you may wear. So it's all about that. Um, for example, everyone knows Michelle Obama love her arms. So what does yeah. she wear? She wear mostly sleeveless Jesus. because she works hard for her mm -hmm. arms. So mm -hmm. that's what you do. If your arms are something you really love and want to show off, you find different cuts of tops and blouses and dresses that will then accentuate your arms. So I feel like you just need to find those key things. If you love your face, then earrings would be the best thing, you know, for, to show off that. But then you have to think about it. What kind of hairstyle you're wearing to extend, you know, to complement or accentuate your face. So that's all the things that you have to consider. It's just depending on what part of the body. So pardon me, some people love their feet. If you love your feet, yeah. then you have to find the <laughs> Best pair of shoes mm -hmm. that fit your foot, depending if your feet are wide or it's average or it's long. You just have to find that 
pair of heels that make your feet look amazing. And then you get that heels and you get that shoe that you feel that accentuates your best feature, which is your feet. And you make sure you get a great pedicure, by the way. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> you know? So it's just all those different things. Um, it's, all, it's really just all about the perception of the person within themselves and where they're at and how comfortable they are. And if you don't know what's your best feature, start playing around with different things to figure out what is your best feature. What's something you put on that makes you happy? Whether if you put on a great pair of jeans and you're like, oh, I love how my hips look in this, then you know what that is. You love your shape of your hips, you know? So you'll find those one or two things. Or I've met some people who just love themselves. So everything is great for them. It just depends on what really speaks to you at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) And how do you feel about those rules that are out there, the fashion rules, like you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day and, you know. I think that's false. (laughs) I think think, um, the industry is getting to a point where what was rules before are not rules now. Um, There's certain things that is always going to be considered, you know, all lasting in the industry. But I feel like there's certain things that are always evolving and changing because of change, because of the front runners of the industry, because of now social media. And they're like, no, that's just a stigma, you know? So personally for me, I think you could wear white all year round. Mm -hmm. I think white in the winter is beautiful. I just think Mm -hmm. there is certain shades of white you would want to wear depending on the season at hand. Like, I feel like there's something for everything. Now, we're such in a age and an era where accessibility has become not a problem. I think, you know, leading in our generation as millennials, I think for millennials moving forward, the things that we have access to differs from what our parents and our grandparents had access to. So it changed, it's a game changer in every industry and same as fashion. I feel like white is something you can definitely wear all year round. I just feel like it's how you put it together and how well it's executed you just have to put thought in how you're going to represent that that faux pas whatever they like to say you know Mm -hmm. yeah so my closet is a hot mess right now (laughs) and i've read in numerous amount of articles that in order to really get the best out of what is in your closet is to really organize it and so i 100% agree with that because, you know, some days I'm looking for something to wear and then I can't find what I want to put on and then I'll go out and buy it. And then later on down the road, I find it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have two of these shirts now. (laughs) So I really think that it's important for us women to really have an organized closet. So how do you suggest that we organize our closet so that we're able to get the most out of what we already have? Okay, so I love this question, and I'm going to tell you why. Because not only as a fashion stylist, but I'm also a personal shopper. And there are times that I am hired to do um, closet cleanouts or closet organizations, which however you want to, you know, word it. So for someone who wants to take baby steps, because I really need people to understand that people don't realize how connected they are to the clothes until they have to give it away. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this, I personally have had clients cry through the process and it oh. made me realize like, wow, like 
you don't realize like how much you just think it's clothes, right? But no, some things have sentimental value to people. So you can't just be like, oh, you got to get rid of this. I know sometimes it's like ripping a bandaid and I get it, but you have to find a way to deal with every situation and every client. But I personally feel a few little simple steps. Number one, I think everyone should go through their closet at least twice a year. I know some places don't have four seasons like New York or some other states, um, like Florida, we have pretty much like two seasons, really one, right. what we consider <laughs> one as a season, so we say two. But I say simply go through your closet twice a year. Um, I feel if you have a piece in your closet that you have not worn for six months or more, <laughs> it should definitely be get considered as a giveaway piece or a resellable piece. Another thing that's really, really great about fashion now is sustainability. So I think if there's any way, if you have it in your time, I know time is another big thing for a lot of people, but if you do have it in your time and you do have that type of a closet where you can resell your items and then take the money that purchased from those items to bring in items that you really need, I think you definitely need to consider that. There's great platforms like Poshmark, Mercury, eBay, Facebook Marketplace. I feel like, so if you have something that's in gently use or new condition and you know for sure you have not touched it or you haven't used it in a very long time and you could then return sell it and then get the money to then purchase something you really need I feel that's a great way for your closet to start getting organized a second thing is create sections you might not be me when I go in for a client and create sections and do this whole transfer closet transformation because I know it can be overwhelming. But if you could simply get all your dresses with your dresses, your skirts with your skirts, your pants with your pants, your blazers with your blazers, I feel like that alone will help you see what you have so you don't start having duplicates of things in your closet. Um, And that's the most basic, I think. Getting your things sectioned out and sort it through twice a year. Now, if you want to have someone to come in and do your closet, like an organizational person or someone myself, like a personal, like a personal shopper, I think that's a great investment. I support it because what we may come in and give you advice on, you may not have even seen it. And there might be pieces that actually are saveable pieces, but if you can't see what it can do, on the body and you have someone could come in and say, Hey, you know, you can keep, keep this piece, but maybe you may want to do it like this. And then you go to a local seamstress or tailor and get it done. So then you could revamp it. So I feel like if you have the means or you put in a budget to bring someone in, I say definitely do it, especially if it's an area where you don't even want to touch because you, that is not your thing. But if you don't have the budget and you have the time then I say do those two simple things. Create sections in your closet and then go through your stuff twice a year. I think that's a great starting point. I think that is amazing. I think I'm going to try it. I mean, although I did organize my closet, I color-coded it. I oh, great. Put, yeah, like you said, I put the jeans with the jeans, the skirts with the skirts, the things that I didn't really wear. Now, I didn't get rid of those. I just kind of put it in a a bin because <laughs> just like your clients, I was not really ready to give up my stuff. So I was just put it in the mm-hmm. bin. That's how I had it organized. But sometime or another, it got back to an organized mess. <laughs> but I'm going to definitely take your advice. Definitely take your advice. <laughs> I, well, I definitely can't wait to hear the feedback from that advice. Yeah. And so... 
after organizing our closet, how can we make it look expensive or how can we look expensive when we are on a budget? Okay, so my first thing is anytime you need to work or look for look, start off on what you may have on hand. I think a lot of people just have in their mind, well, I need to be look, I'm gonna buy it. But sometimes you'll be so surprised. You actually might have a starter piece and you can then build from there that will help save costs. Um, I think what you need to do is have an idea of what you want to look like for whatever event you might be attending or going to. Go in your closet, see what you have on hand. And then from that, then you can go and say, okay, I'm going to shop these pieces to finish create my look. I feel like a lot of times we get so on the idea, well, if we just go buy it, it, it's resolved but no if you're on a budget you have to find means and ways to get your look executed but still keep it i like to say cost effective budget friendly another great thing too is i feel like we have so much websites now available online presence has changed it's, it's such a game changer versus like going physically in stores. So for the everyday woman, and I'm telling you sites right now that goes for the everyday average woman to plus size women, Boohoo is one great one that I feel like it's cost effective and you can definitely do at, at least one full head, head to toe looks at 125 or under. Um, wow. Pretty little things, Fashion Nova, H&M, Zara, um, many outlets like Bloomingdale's, Sacks off the sacks. I feel like these are just great ways and options for women who want to be fashion forward but may not have the budget to just go in and just buy whatever they want on a whim. I feel like these are great, amazing places. Um, for plus size women, LQ, fashion to figure. For women who want to just not even have the option of keeping their clothes, they actually want to have the option to rotate their clothing. Rent the Runway is another amazing site. There's so mm -hmm. much. There's so much more that's even out there. Those are just a few that I just know personally have used with clients and I'm fully aware of, but there's so many more other platforms that you could even do like box looks that come to your home. You go yeah. through them, you pick, and then, you know, so there, there are many ways and means out there for you. And then if you're just a shopper naturally like myself, that I always just, I just have an eye for certain things. So when I go shopping, I tend to bump into amazing deals and sales. Um, and, you know, I always tell them, start from the sales rack. You just don't know what you may find. Start from clearance. It's a little bit more footwork, but if you have to stick within a budget, another great friendly friend that I love to go to is like TJ Maxx. I, I feel like TJ Maxx is a great place that has certain brands that keep you in trend, keep you in fashion, but yet are more cost effective. Um, so for me, there is a great place to start off to. Even certain Burlington's, you just have to know what's in your area and you can take it from there. But I feel like places like that will keep you and you just have to just keep an extra eye out for certain special things. Because sometimes those places have special things that you would never really get, in, get on a normal time, but sometimes it just on the whim, they will carry it. So just, you have to just keep your eye out. We have a sharp eye when you're shopping. But looking expensive can be done. You just have to set your budget, be smart about your budget, but always start on hand. I always say start from your closet and work your way out. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think couponing is becoming popular too with a lot of the stores because the other day I just purchased some clothes from Express and I went online and I just Google coupons for Express or coupon codes for Express. Yeah, and you do have those yeah, as well. And the codes just kind of came up and I put in the code and I got like $25 off of my purchase. So yes. yeah, definitely researching coupons, joining some of their clubs because they'll mail you coupons in the mail. Yes. I think that's- And that's always and always look at the, if they download the apps, always look through yes. the apps too because they're always ever sending you you know, this sale today, this sale coming up. Another big thing to always look for is sales around holidays. You're always going to get something around holidays or leading into holidays. So if you know for sure, like right now, no, no lie. And I tell you this, if you are a person who like live in some places like Florida, of course, and you don't really have multiple seasons, you would want to get the back to school sales. Because now you can re-up on all you, the things you did not get for your Tech summer free. wardrobe. And it can take you into your fall because there technically there's no fall and winter in Florida and places like that. But, you know, you can get those amazing deals because back to school shopping is something that's in effect right now as we speak. So, you know, in store and online. So I would say definitely. Um, quick story, you know. So for me... A lot of times, because outerwear is so important up north, um, you know, there are times I will buy something that I see that I love right off. But there are a lot of times, too, you know, to be cost effective and, you know, be smart about me because, you know, I just love so much things. I love to interchange my looks. So the more on hand, the better. There are times where I would see what sales they had from past season, purchase it so I can wear the following season. And it's nothing wrong with that. There are some pieces that you call forever pieces that you're going to always wear, like a leather jacket, bomber jacket. Depending on the color and the print, those are ever-wearing pieces. So those forever pieces, even if you get it two seasons ago, 10 years ago, if you keep it in good condition, it's going to always be, you know, wearable. Trench coats, you know, certain things. Now, there's certain things that are trendy pieces, like the furry jackets that came out about two seasons ago, winter jackets. <laughs> But it's just all depending on what your need is and what your wants are. So I definitely always say shop at the end of a season for the next season. That also is a great, great way to save for the following season to come. And how do you feel about thrift stores? I love, I love, yeah. <laughs> I love. Okay, thrifting for me, like anybody knows. So my wardrobe is very eclectic. <laughs> I love anything vintage. I love anything revamped. I love anything that's present and that's about to be future. I am just open. So my sense of style is a little bit all over the place in the sense of I, I dress on how I feel. <laughs> but thrifting is amazing. When I could thrift, I can thrift for a day or a days, depending on where my mood is at. I feel like thrifting in different locations give you different thing, things. Like, I feel like when I thrift in New York, I get a certain style aesthetic. And then when I thrift in Florida, I get a certain style aesthetic. I think for thrifting is number one, you have to be mentally prepared to go through the racks. Like, you have, if you're thinking you're walking in there and you're just going to pick up something the, <laughs> the minute you walk in the thrift store, 
Wrong. Yep. <laughs> if you go in with a mission and your mission is to find pieces that you know for sure that everyone and anyone are not going to have, then they're in the right track of mind. I say definitely it's find out, like for me, when I go thrifting, there's certain locations and areas I know for sure that have different thrift stores. So I will actually map out my thrift day. So in your area, if you go, you want to thrift for that day, map out your day. See what thrift stores are going to be happening that day. Find out what thrift stores are having, what sales that day. And then that's how you navigate. When I thrift, I try at least to go three thrift stores within my shopping day. I'm open. I actually shop men's and women's. A lot of people don't realize that you can actually find some great unisex pieces, not even just in thrifting, just in general. So for me, when I go thrifting, I actually, I actually thrift in women and in men's. Um, For me, the biggest things that I find in thrifting lately are accessories. You would be surprised the type of jewelry, the type of belts, the type of earrings, the type of purses, and like some things people don't, so you know how I'm saying there's one man um, trashes and another man treasure? Yes. I have bumped into some pieces and after you do your research and find out the original prices for them, you're like, why did they throw this away? (laughs) Yeah, right? But they don't know the value of the piece, but they, for them it's nothing. But no, I am a firm believer. I think you should be able to mix up your closet if you're comfortable enough. Some people may not be comfortable enough because thrifting, it it takes an eye. You have to really understand the sense of what pieces you're bumping into because when you go thrifting, you don't know what you're going to get. So you have to have an eye to separate certain styles, certain fits. But I feel like you should try it. I think everyone should try thrifting at, at least once or twice. And then after, if you don't find it for you, fine. But I think you should just have that experience. I think it's fun. I think it's like an scavenger, like it's a hunt. You know, for me, it's a hunt. Because I always go with the tension. Like, you know, I'm going to find some amazing things, you know. (laughs) I might not have a cart full, but if I walk out with two or three amazing pieces, I am happy. So, and then it's great because, you know what, you get a, a, a mix of old and new. You get a mix of, like, what your parents wore, what their parents wore. And now you could then revamp it and wear it. Like there's so many amazing influencers or social bloggers that I've seen that they even do thrifting series and, you know, thrifting segments. And you're like so amazed because you're like, they're thrifted that? Yeah. You know, they just modernize it with the other pieces they add to it. So it's like a great idea to mix new and old. Yeah. And to piggyback on what you said, not just with fashion, home decor, you can get oh, a yeah. lot of nice stuff. Yeah, because I remember a really good friend of mine, I went to her new home. She just purchased a home and I walked in her house and it looked like a model home. And I'm like, wow. where did you get this from? Where did you get that from? She's like, girl, the, the, the Goodwill. <laughs> and it, you know, that. and it was not um, the pieces, but it was really how she put it together. Yes. You know, how she used it to just decorate her house and her living room. And I think that kind of goes with fashion too, you know, how it can be an old piece or a vintage piece, but how you accessorize it and how you put it together can really make it look expensive. Yes. I mean, like a simple piece, like a blazer. Who would know 
a blaze is what it is until you make it known, right? Because you can get an amazing blazer, um, you know, an um, a older version blazer, but if it has the right bells and whistles, it can be, it can look so, so, so current. And that's what a lot of people have to understand. Nothing is new underneath the sun anymore, right. especially when the world of fashion. It's really all about the perception of the artist and how they take that. So I really think like people have to understand you have to embrace the past to love the present. So, you know, so like I said, so like simple piece, like a blazer, you might have a blazer on that's thrifted, but nobody will know that because they just see an amazing blazer, not knowing it's a thrifted. It's, It's something that you, you've gotten that, you know, that was you know, passed down from another individual. But I, I think thrifting is key. I think everyone should try to thrift. If it's not for you, I get it. It's not for everybody because you have to go in there, especially if you go to a popular thrifting shop. Trust me, there are lines out the door sometimes. So you have to navigate through that. But if you can navigate, you're going to do good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> the next question, it, we kind of touched on it a little bit. But, you know, sometimes what we wear affects how we feel or how we, or how we feel affects what we wear. And so in your opinion, how can our fashion or our style, as you put it, have an influence on our mental health? Okay. So this one is like big for me. So do you know the saying when they say you are what you eat? I really believe you are what you wear. You can tell a person where they're at by what they wear. In the sense of, if they just threw on whatever, you probably can get the perception that they're having a hard day. And if they put effort in their look, you probably could tell they probably got up in a good mood. I feel like um, even if your day is not going well, if you take the time just to give yourself a little bit of self-love and self-care and put some thought on what you wear, it can make such a shift in your mood. Just like anything else, I think fashion, clothing, beauty plays a big part on your self-esteem, you know? But I feel like the biggest thing that I've learned within self and just others is confidence is key. And you have to be confident within yourself and you have to love the skin you're in first and then put clothes on the skin you're in. <laughs> Second. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we worry about what other people are going to think. And I've seen such a movement with women that's been so powerful, all sizes, all ages, where they don't care. Some people might say, oh, well, that's a mask for them. They do care. Some people might say, but you know what I say? If they're confident to say, this is who I am, this is my skin I'm in, and I love me, who am I to say that you don't love yourself? And I think that's like the number one thing. I think that we have to connect and realize, like, if you see someone And if you don't speak to them, but you visually see their appearance, be aware that they may not have, or maybe not having such a good day. So, you know, just show them an act of kindness. I think we have indicators, you know, 
that help. And I think fashion is one of them. If someone looks disheveled, that should be an indicator that someone say, hey, somebody may be struggling. They may be hurting. So take into those things. I think sometimes we're so, we're so too visual that we overlook the visual, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I think people are more connected to their clothing and how they look than they really realize or really want to take ownership for. Because a lot of people are like, oh, that's materialistic. I don't think that's materialistic. I think fashion is a gift that was given to all of us to be able to express who we are and be able to embrace our individualities. And I feel like with the connecting factor of how we feel in our clothes is how it helps on how our day may go. And I, I'm a firm believer because I feel like, for example, if you're getting ready for a date, what are we looking for? We're looking for the best fitting. Most of the time, us women, we right. look for a dress or we run to the little black dress, you know? That everlasting classic dress that you know when you put it on, you feel amazing. No matter if the date goes right or wrong, you know you slayed, right? So I feel like you know, right. take, take heed to that and realize the importance of their dress, then they'll actually put more effort in their dress, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's more to it. And I mean, if we ever have a discussion, I would like for us to really go and deepen a little bit in more in depth with it. But just from my personal experiences with certain clients, I've noticed that. And I'm just like, wow, you know, when you dress them and put them in certain things, it, it, they, they're a different person. It's like a different character, which is like, it yeah. just, it can make you connect like, wow, like a great pair of jeans can make a difference, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you look feel good, about you feel good. Exactly. And I yeah. think that, you know, we as women can actually use fashion to boost up, you know, each other's self-esteem and give each other confidence because sometimes a, a small compliment can go a long way. Oh, yes. Because I'll never forget one day I woke up one morning rushing to work and I threw on a pair of pants that was, you know, were comfortable for me and I was rushing. And when I got to work, I was so self-conscious because I was like, I'm, I've never worn these pants to work. <laughs> and I was rushing, just trying to get out the house. And then someone came to me and said, I think it was one of my patients said, oh, I love your pants. And that wow. gave me confidence for the rest of the day. I wasn't worried about those pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around the office like I was cute, you know? So sometimes just giving um, someone- And you was not cute, you are cute. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> we have big things that exist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think as women, we need to compliment each other more and just affirm each other more. And I agree. I think once we do that, not that we should look for approval from anyone else, but it just really helps when we're affirmed by one another. So exactly. I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah. Now you talked about how can we accent common body parts, you know, that we might think are um, attractive. But mm -hmm. in contrast, if there is a body part that we don't want to bring attention to at a certain point in time, how can we fashionably conceal it? Number one, people don't understand your undergarments are the the foundation on how you, you, the rest of your clothes look on you. The proper fitting bra, the right pair of underwear, shapewear, is key. 
if you may, for me, for example, you know, I'm a beautiful BBW. <laughs> yes, I'm a I would beautiful agree. Plus size. I'm a beautiful <laughs> plus size woman. And, you know, I do have a, I mean, I guess the technical word would be a fupa. So, you know, if I want to smoothen out certain things, I wear certain shapewear, depending on what I'm wearing, you know, whether it's a dress or a jumpsuit, or if I'm just wearing my every pair of jeans, the, the proper undergarments, the bra fittings, please, women, I am, this is my public announcement. Please <laughs> get properly fitted for a bra. Do not understand what a difference a proper fitting bra, any size, would do for a woman. It would bring your posture up. It will make you look tall. It would just in so many ways makes such a difference, the right fitting bra. So I feel like finding the right undergarments, finding the right shapewear, number one, to wear in your garments. Number two, figure out what's flattering to camouflage that issue. For me, if you have an individual that wants to have their waistline, looks more on a look for pieces that are darted, or that brings in the waistline. So then when by the visually by the eye, the garment is looked, when put on, it looks like it's the waistline is smaller, but it's not, it's actually the darting in the dress or the blazer or the top that makes the difference and shifts the eyes. Another thing for me is tailors and seamstress are key. People may underestimate a tailor and a seamstress, Everything that's on a hanger does not come to fit every shape. So you have to find that tailor that seamstress that can maybe either take up a sleeve, bring in your waistline, bring up your hemline on the skirt or your pants, and it will make such a difference. So I feel like if you love something and it's not fitting you 100%, go to those individuals to help them bring in the area, the problematic area, so then you can then wear the piece that you love so much. So I think those are just different things to help, but it all starts with your foundation and your foundation is your undergarments and your shapewear. Then everything else is just finding certain tricks of the trade. I can't really go through everything right now because there's so many problematic areas for different individuals, but I definitely could say for everyone, the foundation first is undergarments, shapewear, and then whatever your area is, and then you work on that. If it's your arms, then you're definitely not going to buy something with sleeves that's sleeveless. But if you do buy something with sleeveless, then I would say then get a great layering piece. So it's really all depending on what that person issue is. But I just feel like you need to start with the basics and the basics of, of anything. It starts off with your undergarments and your shapewear because everyone needs to have the right fitting bra, the right fitting underwear on for that specific look they have on at the time. Yeah. And you stress the importance of finding a bra that fits properly and I really think that's important not just for fashion but just for uh, medical purposes too because sometimes if you have a large bust area that can wear on your back if you're not wearing the appropriate bra size so how do you educate your clients to find their proper bra size like what is the right way to measure our bust bust size okay. So for me, I normally tend to actually 
find the area my client is because you know my air my clients vast i i just don't work in the new york area i work anywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. but i will actually f- help them seek and find either local stores or just worldwide known stores that actually do proper bra measurements and tell them to make an appointment to get properly measured because the trick of the trade is every company fits different so you have to know which company would be more suitable for your needs and your wants so for example the go-to place for most young women are Victoria's Secret you know what I'm saying or pink more Victoria's Secret I feel though versus especially when coming to like getting properly fitted and stuff but some other some other the women, um, I'm going to actually, I want to get the name right because I always mess this place up and I get laughed at all the time from some of my clients. They're like, but that's not the place. <laughs> okay. So I always get it mixed up because there's a store called William Sonoma. So I always get William Sonoma mixed up yeah. with Soma. <laughs> but there is a bra store, sorry, called Soma. And for me, I feel like that's more, they cater for all women, but I feel like they would cater for the middle-aged woman from like, I would say late 30s going up and they have a different type of fit of style. So those would be like my two go-to places. But I will, like I said, I will find out locally because sometimes you might actually have local bra shops that actually have certain bras. And like you said, medically, there are certain bra shops here in New York per se that specifically, you know, work with like medical treated bra because some women are over the average breast size where they can go past a F and a G cup. So you have to go to specialty stores for that. So it just depending on the client and the market you're in, I don't doubt there are several different options online. And if you do, I just will say follow the guidelines from every store because every store is a little different. But the basic measurements are the same. You measure across the breast and then you measure under. That's just the typical traditional way of things. But depending on the store and the company, they may have another measurement they may need for you. But if you can go somewhere in person and get a a one-on-one experience, I know it may be a little hard because we're still in the times of the pandemic and COVID, but prior to that, if you could have made an appointment, I would always say go and make an in-person because number one, you get measured and number two, you can get to fit the different style bras. And even if they measure you, sometimes the fit makes a difference because one fit of one bra may fit different than the other cut or other style. That is so true. Mm-hmm. So you, then you'll have a better understanding. So that's why I say always go in person. And then from there, you can then do other things because if you know the company then you'll have a better understanding but i definitely think that's that's the best way to to do it if you can make an in-person appointment go try on some of the suggested bras that they may have depending on what you're looking for and then try them on and see what fits you the best yes i definitely agree with that and i think jc penny's is another place Lane Bryant, all those stores do measure. Yeah, JC Penny, Lane Bryant. Mm-hmm. I just know it's all suggested because depending on what store, some of them may carry someone in-house to measure you and some may not. But I know for sure, like Victoria's Secret and Soma, that's what the store is specialty in. So they're gonna 
always have someone to measure. Right. Those other stores, it's depending on location and availability. So that's why I would always suggest a store that's an intimate store, because then specifically they're going to know that versus a bigger department store because that's all subjected to the city you're in and what the availability they have within the store. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for our last question of the evening, actually, I take that back. It's not the last question. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so the next question is, you and I discussed some of your clients in the past And you said that you've been involved in dressing celebrity clients. And I thought that was so cool and so exciting. And I wanted you to talk about one of your uh, celebrity clients and how was this experience? Okay, so I'm going to kind of like backtrack a little bit. So my journey has been such um, a mix of so much different experiences, which I am so thankful for because it grew me as an individual and as a creative. Um, And it it allowed me to definitely think out of the box and think of myself out of the box, you know? Um, And that's one thing I don't want to ever be is be put in a box. I, I love that I'm a fashion stylist and a personal shopper, but I'm more than that. And I really tend to tell people I'm just naturally creative. I just love to create. So when I'm able to have the ability to do things outside of my wheelhouse, um, I take that opportunity on. So in my journey so far, I've been able to do so many things. First and foremost, I've been able to shoot with several different photographers and models, which I am so grateful for. Um, You know, recently actors and things like that nature in the New York and now in the Miami market. Some of my past brands that I've worked for, um, I've actually been able to have the opportunity to run a showroom for a few years. So in that showroom at the time, it was Simply Intricate by Fee Noel, which now Fee Noel is household Black designer that is just doing amazing, amazing, amazing things in this industry. JQ by Julius Q was another brand in the showroom and Trump Tight, which was a streetwear brand. For beauty brands as well, I've been able to be able to work, work with Allocay Naturals. I've also worked with a Christian designer, women's designer, Tashi Inc. As personal clients, I have worked also with the CEO of Allocay Naturals, Rochelle Graham. I've also worked with Fox 4 News anchor in Fort Myers, Shari Armstrong. And I have been blessed enough. I have not personally as yet. And, you know, God is working on these things, but I personally have not been able to be a lead for a celebrity, but I have been able to work um, with celebrities through some of these experiences. So I've had been able to work with Jordan Sparks at one time. I have been able to work with Offset and Hennessy being a part of the teams at that, those times. So those are just a few people that I have been fortunate and blessed. Um, let me correct my words, not fortunate, been blessed to work with. And I'm just waiting mm-hmm. to see what else God has in store. Um, I've been fortunate in the past to be published in Vogatalia.com, Hype Here with Alec Naturals, Elements Magazines with Afia, ben- Afia Bennett, and a great team of creatives. But I was also a co-collaborative um, stylist with this other stylist, a great um, friend of mine and colleague named Kimberly Russell, at the, now who is Kimberly Russell Brown. She's married. So I've been blessed to have those opportunities. And 
the great news is, I don't know if I was able to share with you, but I recently published with my own feature with an amazing team in Miami, just this July that just passed a few weeks ago. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, Thank you. It's something I didn't tell much people about as yet, but I'm so thankful and grateful. Um, Like I told you, my journey has been a journey, you know, just like anyone else when they tell their story, you know, there have been its up and downs in this industry. There are times I had to step away from this industry just to do and take care of certain things on a personal note. And, you know, I didn't know if I was going to get back to it. But when I told you fashion showed me, I didn't choose fashion. It is really, that's what it is. Because there are times I thought that that was the last and then God would send a client or bring an opportunity or a project in front of me. And, it was just a reminder of like, you know, you have to trust in me and the process. You may not see what I have in store for you, but you have, and that's what I've been doing. And honestly, I know we've been going through this time and the season with COVID, but it, it has been honestly a true testament. Like doors were, it is and was being open for me in a time where the world didn't know where we were going. And I have to say, God is a good God, an amazing God. And yeah, so that's my little backstory of where I come from. So I've been fortunate enough through all these different opportunities to not only be a fashion stylist, but also do set design, which is something I never thought <laughs> or even think that I would have on my resume. But you know, um, my client, Alec Naptos, at the time we shot and asked if I would do something for them. And that was the launch of... Um, excuse me, I did the set design for the launch of the Sapphire collection, which is the CEO's daughter's collection for babies. So I was able to do that and other projects too for them in that wheelhouse of not only fashion, but in set design and working hands-on with that project. So I was able to do commercials in that way. I've been able to also do project management. I did, surprisingly, at the time, when I first met designer Fee Noel, at the time the brand name was Simply Intricate, she had this amazing idea. She wanted to do a rogue fashion shoot during Fashion Week in the streets. And I just moved from Florida back to New York. And we, meet, we met pre- previously because I was styling a personal client for her birthday. And I met her at, at, at that time and she had her boutique. Then she was now starting her brand. And she reached out to me and was like, hey, I have this idea, here are the details. Do you think you could do it? And I was like, I never done it before, but I think I could execute it. And at the time, me nor her knew what my title really was, but I went in and I believed in her vision. I thought she was amazing. I still think she's an amazing individual and she gave me a chance. And um, now today, now I know the, <laughs> the title of that would have been project manager. So that was, at the beginning of 2012, um, when we did that, that project many years ago, and we both was, you know, fresh, you know, starting off trying to understand the wonderful, beautiful world of fashion. And um, from there, and then recently in 2019, I was the project manager and also a stylist for Tashi Inc. for her new and upcoming campaign at the time, which was Natasha, which was her umbrella company under her Tashi Inc. So um, I am just grateful. I am truly grateful for all the experiences and I've been fortunate enough to work in-house under New York Fashion Week umbrella. The recently in the last two years minus pandemic and you know um, with the things way things are going now it looks 
like for sure we are coming back full force i can't wait to see what doors are going to open now for this fashion week and i pray if we do talk i have some amazing stories to share with you then <laughs> yes we're definitely gonna have to have a part two after fashion week <laughs> and i think that it's big be. that you are you take part in fashion week that is a huge thing yeah that is so much you know i to god be the glory that is just my pastor says so much so much things he bestows on me but one thing i always keep in the back of my head he says your network is your net worth you have to continue be an example of who christ is in you and he would open the doors and he would lead you into relationships that would open doors to other things what he has for you no man can take it away from you and i'm a true Amen. living example yes. of that yes. and i'm just blessed i mean I could just tell anybody with a dream, you might fall, you might stumble, but if it is for you and that is your calling, no matter how much you might try to run, God always find a way to bring you right back. <laughs> he will. He'll definitely direct your path and turn you right around if you get off the wrong, the right, the wrong path. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's just, um, it's just, it's been a beautiful journey. I, I always say I'm perfectly imperfect and, and I'm going to live by that. You know, I'm, it's been a journey, but wow, what a journey it's been. And honestly, it's not starting as much as I can say, I have been able to see a lot and, ex, you know, experience a lot. It just, is just the beginning. I'm, I'm waiting for the days when, you know, my message is going to be one where it can change lives. Cause that's, I know that's my purpose is to be a light in this industry and to use my story as a true message to show people when you have faith and you trust in God, this is what he's going to do for you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And then the last question was for you to share one positive word of, a, of advice for everyone that was listening, but you just did that. And I think it's because that it just flows naturally through you. You're such a positive person um, with a lot of positivity and a lot of encouragement to give. Like everyone who's in your life, you're always trying to encourage them. And that, that was one thing that, you know, I always loved about you and our friendship when we were in high school. So, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say. Well, I do, have, I, do have, <laughs> I do have four things. I know you told me one, but I feel like they're all interconnecting. Um, so the first thing for me is be the best version of yourself. Focus on the positives um, and have self-care. Self-care is not selfish. Balance is key. And then the last and final thing I would say is find peace and light in every situation you're in. There's always light, even when the tunnel looks dark. There's always light. So find your light and just keep on living every day. Yes, amen to that. And before we go, where can everyone find you? Because I'm sure there are listeners right now that want to reach out to you, <laughs> that want to pick your brain for fashion advice. So where can they find you? Okay, so we are, have a few ways to find me. So the first way is if you go to my personal page, which is Elements of Nadine, that's where you can kind of see just who I am overall as a person. 
and there are new things to come. So you're going to actually see a lot of my work life too, getting involved in that whole beautiful series of connecting with people. Number two would be my other Instagram page, which is actually my um, fa everything fashion page. <laughs> it's Stylist Nadine Irvin on Instagram and my website is soon coming. So please look out for that as well. So those are the two places you can find me now. Facebook will be coming soon. I just, right now, Instagram has been my go-to platform for social media, but I will be going back onto those other platforms to connect with more individuals. Um, you know, like I said, balance is key. So I'm trying to have a sense of true balance of, you know, so I feel like Instagram is where I really connect the most with people. So Instagram right now, Elements of Nadine and Stylist Nadine Urban. If you have any questions, you can DM me. Or if you need to just get in contact with me, get to the lovely Miss Shalana Battle, Miss Dr. Shalana Battle yeah. here. She's <laughs> another person that can personally get in contact with me. But Shalana, I just want to tell you, I know this is a side note, but I am so proud of you for this platform. You are giving women a voice and you are sharing with this world your gift, your gift of connecting the health field with everything else and that matters because we're all interconnecting so for you to see your gift and your passion and now take it out of the normal box and then connect it to other things I commend you for that thank you so much thank you so much I do it because I know women need it and just to share the same sentiment I'm very proud of you uh, when I found out that you were in the fashion world doing big things, it was not a surprise to me. Because <laughs> like I said, like even when we were in high school, just looking at you, it was just out every day in awe. Like, oh my God, what's she going to wear tomorrow? What's she going to do tomorrow? And so I, it was not a surprise to me. And I'm just very proud of everything that you are doing as well. And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on my platform today. Of course. I can't wait for round two because I, I feel like yeah. this is just like a kickstart of like what else to come. I just, I feel yeah. like every area that you have been touching, I feel you, it's just a beginning to, to just dive mm -hmm. deeper into that area. Right. So I'm just excited that I was able to kickstart the fashion world area for you, yes. fashion and beauty, I guess. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and that, you know, this will open many other doors, but I, there are so many other beautiful women out there that are doing amazing things. And I just can't wait to see them get on your platform and vice versa. You're on their platform and just let's just be that example, you know, just let's be that example of love and support. I think us as women, once we have that, you know, we we could do we can move mountains like seriously. Yeah, we move can mountains. just supporting each other and just lifting yeah. each other up. I I definitely agree. Well, this has been one of the best shows. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't say that. Talk about fashion, but friends, okay? no, no, I no. I have I have my friends are the bomb. <laughs> you are the bomb, diggity. Yeah. Okay, good. I was, I was low key a little nervous. I'm like, no, I'm one for behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like this feels like I'm in front of the camera, even though I'm not on camera, but you know what I mean? But no, yeah. I honestly, you have never been interviewed, but if this what an interview was like, I would do more of them. Trust me. Yep. I had a blast. <laughs>
All right. And that is a wrap. Wasn't Nadine amazing? I really hope that you enjoyed her. I hope that you were inspired. And most of all, I hope that you learned something new about fashion and wellness. And if you are interested in learning more about Nadine and all of her incredible work, I have placed all of her links to some of her portfolios in the show notes. So definitely if you're interested in her work and want to learn more, definitely check her out. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in to The Eavesdrop. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. And if you are, don't forget to rate the podcast and also leave a positive comment or two. Your comments and your positive ratings are what keeps me motivated to just keep bringing the goodness to you. Also, be sure to tell everyone you know, your mom, your sister, your friend, and your coworkers about the show. Don't keep all this good information to yourself. And if you would like to keep up with the eavesdrop, follow the podcast on Instagram at the real eavesdrop underscore podcast. You may also visit the website to either contact me to listen to recent podcast recordings and follow the eavesdrop news. Also, I would like to announce that the Eavesdrop Podcast is a proud sponsor of Healthy Inspirations, Revealing the Beauty Inside Her. This is a wonderful women's health conference that is on the horizons and it is due to take place October 16th of this year. And the conference will include live virtual interactive activities, seminars with licensed and experienced healthcare professionals. It'll be discussing taboo topics. There will be question and answering sessions with the experts. And my favorite part of it is a wine and conversation panel discussions where we will be discussing relationships and intimacy with experts. And not to mention, there will be swag bags, vendors, food, drinks, and music. You do not want to miss out on this awesome conference. So to learn more about how to purchase your ticket, definitely visit either the eavesdrop website or healthyinspirations.com. Healthy Inspirations is spelled H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-I-N-S-P-H-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. I will be sure to put the link in the show notes so that you will have access to that. Well, this has been another awesome episode. And until the next time, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.